This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Breakfast on a Friday morning. You know, it's time to talk either books or music, and we get to do that with Conrad de Vries this morning. Now, Conrad and I have known each other for a while, and we'll get into that conversation in a moment. But who is Conrad? Well, he's a number of things, I must say. He's one of those guys that are quite impressive in what he's achieved in his life. He's a pastor, a church planter, professional sound engineer. He's a media expert. He's a lecturer. He's a Christian radio pioneer, podcaster, professional content creator, and author. Conrad, it's great having you with us. You really do have your finger in a lot of pies of stuff that matters. Okay, after this feels like <laughs> eulogy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live in this guy's shadow. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, tell me, how many radio stations have you started? Online stations? It's more than ten. It is eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there are a few things you can uh, tell Conrad about when it comes to media and when it comes to reaching out into the world. And I mean, you've lectured in so many places. Yeah. I mean, you've led. I mean, even Cambridge-based um, education you've led. So, I mean, there are a few things you haven't done in the area of assimilating information, mm. creating information, pioneering thoughts, information mm. on, on your own thoughts and ideas, and then getting it out there. I mean, this is something that you're passionate about. It is. Um, at the end of the day, we, we have a message. Mm. <laughs> and um, to me, it's just so important to have people say meaningful things to mm. people who care about that. So I'm passionate about education's meaningful content that we need to give people. It's it's life-changing. And at the end of the day, I think the thing I'm really passionate about is to, to uh, allow people to discover their God-given passion and then give them something in their hand to achieve that. Mm. And at the end of the day, it is with what we communicate. So um, the technical part is really just a means to an end to get the message to the hearts. Yeah. Uh, quickly, punch your podcast. I'm not doing that to be funny, but it's <laughs> great content that actually I feel like com- possibly has been either inspired by or part of your inspiration around your book. Yes. Um, <laughs> my show is called Paper Plane Pilot. <laughs> yeah. There's a long story about that, but in any case, so it's called Paper Plane Pilot, and I believe like a flat piece of paper. If you just tweak it and fold it a little bit, it can do the extraordinary. It can actually fly. Yes. And we can be just a piece of paper that's eventually going to crum- be crumbled up and end up in a dustbin somewhere or annoy people, or we can do something and add so much value and just become something incredible and I think that was God's intention so that's that's the idea behind the podcast yeah so it's all about potential so mm. let's go to the book first of all um, it feels very pertinent at this time where there's this almost vacuum in people's lives of hunger for good content because mm. if I'm going online and let's say I'm grabbing a few moments to move through the likes of Instagram for example I'm going to find a lot of people talking about business and talking about whatever it is that they're talking about. And sometimes when I come across stuff that has a Christian feel to it, it does feel a bit wishy-washy. And, and, I, and I feel like this is possibly one of the things that might have piqued you to say, hang on a moment, we mm. need something solid, more solid in where we share, whether it's online or anywhere else. That's not going to be so watered down, that, but mm. that's actually going to edify the church and bring in the lost. Okay, so, so two things. Uh, the book is not quite done yet. Okay. <laughs> um, so a lot of research, and, and it is a, a training manual at this point in time. But um, what I believe happens, you, you made such a good point there, is I believe that we got to a place where the platforms started dictating to us what we are saying. And it is not the way it should be. The, the, the content should dictate 
the pattern and the form. And that led me to a place where I started digging into uh, the, the Bible, not just from a dogmatic point of view where I, I read and I take the information from, let's say, a, a religious filter. What I said was, okay, let's look at this book as a piece of, as a combination of literature. Let's take a look at this as a historic piece, as a cultural commentary, and let's take all the trends. Because mm. if it is true that the whole word was um, inspired by God, then I like to say, then we should find the divine between the lines. Yeah. Then there must be more to this. And I realized that um, Paul was never, if, if Paul had a ballpoint pen, he would not have been dictated to by that pen to tell him how he should write. And no, you only have so many words to put in a letter. Because this is a letter, Paul. You have to play by the rules. People won't read it. It's too long. Shorten yeah. it down. Put a picture in emoji. Hello. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. And he he was driven by the, the calling of God and the message. And at the end of the day, I think this book is just a, a plea to the people. Let's get back to the calling that God has given us. And he's giving us tools to do that, to create meaningful content. Well, what are some of those tools? Let us know how, how we can do that. Because I think we're, we're hungry not only to consume good content, but we can also be creators of good content for other people to consume. You know, it's actually so simple. So the pattern that I found is that, that there are four main uh, pillars on, on which the whole biblical content strategy stands. So first of all, you need to know why am I doing this? What motivates you? Um, and there is a biblical pattern. There's a, a calling. There's a worldview that we have that is different. And there is a, an opposing, world, opposing worldviews that, that we need to uh, rectify in people's minds. And Spiller is, so the first one is your motivation, your uh, activator. Yeah. The next one is the people. Do you really know how you are talking to your people, who they are, what they are listening to, where they are listening and understanding people and, and, and really knowing who your audience is and how you can better serve them. I mean, I will speak differently if I were to talk not to you now, but just to a group of eight-year-olds. Yes. I would have changed. Am I changing what I'm saying? No, it's just how I'm presenting it. And the next part, the next pillar is the way we produce and, and work with content because the bottom line is we don't have time. Mm. And we need to be a lot more efficient with what we do. Um, right now, we are not just talking on radio. It's a moment in time, and it's gone. Um, Kate Pulper decided to put this on a Facebook page, and uh, streaming this, recording this, putting it in a podcast. So there's so much more happening from just a single conversation yeah. that can reach more people and, and expand the reach. And the last one is to measure. You'll be surprised to see how many times we find this principle in the Bible of, of measuring and assessing, and especially when it comes to content, where, where Jesus himself did this with technology, how Jesus himself um, worked with scientific knowledge, <laughs> basically technology, to extend his reach and increase his efficiency. And I think this is a place where we need to, to, to take a step back and say, okay, let's Get honest with each other before we release content or after we've done a bit of communication or teaching. And let's really assess because what you, what you measure, you can grow. 
If we look at what we're currently doing, when we talk about content, it's very easy to always think of the online space. Yes. We always think of social media and places where we can place <laughs> content. Now, we also need to remind our listeners, this isn't the only place where we can share content. There are mm. other opportunities and other ways for us to get our message across. That's right. Um, unfortunately, this, this term was hijacked. Um, I, I want to use another term, but let's leave it. That's very loaded. So um, if, if I talk about you have a choice between coffee or tea, and I start talking about choice, the, the term choice has been taken and put into uh, a, another space and another context, and now choice is talking about abortion. So if I say you have a choice between coffee and tea, I'm not talking about that issue. Okay, yeah. so this is very extreme. Just bear with me. Unfortunately, this happened with the term content as well. So if I say content, everybody's thinking it's pictures of on, on Instagram. Mm. And when I talk about Christian con- uh, content, everybody thinks it's people. Why do we have so many pictures of coffee at church? I don't know. In any case, <laughs> we shall know that you believe by the coffee you drink in your barista. <laughs> This is not content. It is literally what we teach, what we communicate, how we communicate, Mm. the books we write, the programs uh, on radio, on television, on podcasts. That's all part of of content. And we have people listening, Mm. but they are listening in different places. And, And the trick is to really find where are the people listening and how can I take this um, uh, 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 platform that I have to reach that audience and use it to the best of our knowledge. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you're seeing that we're making in the content that we're creating, uh, whether we're um, online like we're talking about initially or anywhere else? What are some of the big mistakes that you're seeing that we could do better? Um, In a Christian context, we are branding and advertising way too much. it is, think about it, your your newspaper, nowadays we don't have newspapers, but you used to use a newspaper to go start the fire for the bride. Yeah. Um, and, and you use that to maybe clean the windows afterwards, but it has no real value anymore. We take too much time and effort and human resource and skill to advertise something that is going to be on online today gone tomorrow forever Mm. i think we can be more uh, intentional by advertising our purpose and advertising jesus christ advertising the value of the word the benefits that it has to to a lost and dying world and to people who who needs to to live every day all of us that can find wisdom from from God's word, from the Bible, and from a Christian worldview. And I think we should just tip the scale a bit to 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 put more emphasis on the message, and in practical ways, not just dogmatically or or uh, philosoph- uh, big philosophical things. We need mm. to make it very practical and have that in long form and short form. Uh, content. Yeah. Uh, once the the book goes to print, I know you and I were talking about it earlier <laughs> on in the week, talking about because you know a lot of times printing costs money and publishing and all of these things, and then it's easier to go into the uh, into the um, the e space and, yes. and get things in PDF and, and the like. So when this eventually uh, comes to print or available um, in the e space, who would benefit from from this book? This is a difficult part because they always tell you to niche down and talk to one specific thing. I'm talking to 
Christian content creators, organizations, and to um, individuals. But where I'm not talking to one specific person alone is I'm talking to um, people who need to manage content strategies, let's say on an international national level, and then let's say in a congregation setup. I'm talking to uh, your content curators and manufacturers and producers. I'm talking to the analytical people who has to manage this thing and pay for this. Mm. And I'm talking to your, your let's call it your human resource department, your training people who's into the audience, the people. So I'm really addressing four audiences, So, um, which opens it up and makes it very interesting speaking four different languages here. Yeah. And part of the, uh, one of the reasons why I've done it this way is to give vocabulary. I feel many organizations have problems because you have um, your 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 um, visionary um, a leader who has to interface with a technical person. Your technical person does not speak HR or human resources, yeah. and to to bridge those gaps so that that there's a. Uh, uh, interface, some kind of a, a language <laughs> interpretation between these departments. And that's really what I wanted to do is, is to streamline that flow mm. because I think that is one of the reasons why we, we see a lot of content uh, strategies implode. I'd love to talk about this as we close, Conrad, the, the name you chose for this work of yours. Um, interesting that you would bring rain and water into this scenario. Tell us more about that. Okay, let's close with that one. Psalm 63 says, My soul thirsts for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Can you imagine how horrible that might be? Mm. And you're not just thirsty, but you're in this dry and weary place and there's no access to water. And this is our job. We need to give somebody a bottle of water. That could be a WhatsApp. That could be a, a sermon. That could be a message. That could be a phone call. And we are doing this well. We can, we can communicate the message that gives life. Wonderful. Now, I'm not thirsty. I've given you a bottle of water, but I'm still dry in a dry and weary land. There's still no water. The moment churches come together, organizations, um, K-Pulpit, for example, and, and many places decide, let's put a combined effort in. And we have regular church service. We have a book that's been published. We have a, a podcast. We have a, a constant stream of water. Suddenly, there's a pipe and a, and a tap. Yeah. It's not, we're not thirsty anymore. We can't say there's no water. We have water. But it's still a dry and weary land. And this is where I'm at with, with the book. Imagine for a moment, we can all forget about branding ourselves for a little bit. And just put it low on the priority list and take all the effort that we take in advertising and branding and pictures of our coffee at church and we start producing a bit more reliable, relatable, shareable content online that's promoting what we've been called to do, making disciples, God's word, the hope, the life that he's given us. And imagine it's, it's just more and more people giving more and more messages away in the world. Yeah. Suddenly we're causing precipitation and we make it rain. Yeah. And that's the title of the book, Let's Make It Rain. We love that. That's the voice of uh, Conrad de Vries. We know him uh, if you're in the podcasting space, if you're in radio. Um, he's a trainer. He's a church planter. He's a pastor. He's a professional sound engineer and now author. 
What a pleasure to hang out with you, Conrad. Nice to connect with you again. Just remember the first time you and I ever worked together, Conrad, was I think for Crown Financial Ministries, I think was when I met you and we did some yeah, work together. Right. That, was, that was like 15, <laughs> 16, 17 years ago. Anyway, we've known each other for a while. It's really good to have you in the studio. Thanks for sharing. Um, can we keep an eye on, on you and your podcast? Please share that as well because it's worth listening to for starters. And secondly, once this is out and, and we can get our hands on it, where can we get more information? Okay, so you can watch me. Okay, my podcast is Paper Plane Pilot. I'm on Facebook and Instagram or you can just go paperplanepilot.org.org. Um, and Moo Moo Media. <laughs> yes, I did that. I also called my son Jedi. So, um, <laughs> so Moo Moo Media, and uh, I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook as well. I'll most probably uh, make a bit of noise there about yeah. the book. So you can find it all there. Thanks so much, Conrad. What a pleasure. Oh, thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate being here. Ja, ek luister so na jylle Brad en ek dink nou weer by myself ook, um, hierdie geld eindig vir soveel areas van ons leven en ek dink ek wat nou in die muziekbedrijf ook staan, weet my sien die mense de behoefte aan iets wat authentiek is. En ek dink soos wat die wereld eindig oorversadig raak, ook met goeders waar ons nou, ons, ons word, uh, ek meen ek weet nie van jou nie, maar jy kan elke dag oorhal een ding kry in soveel ja. verskillende vorme, Dit is eindelijk net om dan een kese te maak, maar dit raak afgewater. Jy mm-hmm. weet, in naderhand let mens nie eers eindelijk meer op na wat iemand plaas of so, as dit ook heel diezelfde is of iets nie. En ek dink dat ons het daie opdracht om te sê, maar wat is die authentieke iets wat jy plaas? En vir my persoon, dat jy weet, ek dink aan die mense wat ek volg, wat weer een inpak op my het, is, het so dit te doem nie is, of net een vriend of een vriendin, dit maak nie rechtig saak wat die persoonse kennis is nie, maar wat my aantrek is baie keer, as die persoon uit die hart uit net ook sê wat hulle tans beleef met dit wat hulle dink, of wat mm. hulle gelees het. En, weet ek dink, dis, dis ook die ander kant vir my daarvan is dat, um, dis nie noodwendig om, jy weet, dit gaan my nie altyd inspireer as jy elke dag oorkom asof jy alles weet en of jy precies die rechte aanhalings maak en ja, alle ja. kennis het nie, maar as ek weet, jy is eerlijk met wat jy deel, dan het dit nogal een groot um, inpak op my leven. Ek wil vandag hier so inspring nie, nou deel van die, die, die onderzoek en navorsing wat ons gedoen het, het ons gevind dat um, die Bijbel is een van die, in, in, in die christelike context, is die enigste plek waar mense daai gevoel het, wat hulle sê, dit voel as wy net met my gepraat het. Ja. Hmm. Dit, is, dit is vreemd, ek het gekyk na hoeveel het er herwerke, die enigste plek wat het gebeur is die Bijbel, wow. en die interessante ding is, dit is die, die mechanica, die mechanics, wat God gebruik het om die Bijbel van saam te stel. En een van die, van die, van die stijle wat, wat geskryf word, wat heeltemaal anders is, as enige ander literare traditie is, mm-hmm. is die foute van mense is oop en eerlik in die Bijbel. Ek meen David, is die grootste hero, man, David is die grootste gemors van die leven gehad, nee. Genuchtig, moordenaar, rondgemors met die ander antie, en jy kan nie dink nie. En hier sit hy, en dit is sy real story, and this yeah. fact, it's relatable, it's reliable, mm-hmm. and that makes it shareable, and dit is ook met vir ons waarde aan, 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 uh, in ons leven geen, en die ander ding is, die feit dat die hele Bijbel is geskryf, in levenscyklusse, en ek denk as ons terug kan kom tot daar, so het jy nou gesê, jy het so mooi gesel, die authentieke story, die authentieke inhoud wat ons het, maar mm-hmm. dit pas binnen in een levenscyklus, wat ek myself kan sien, yeah. en skielik vertel ander ou, of hy nou in die bladsy van die bybel vastvang is, of in die podcast het, vertel hy my story waar ek was, en hy vertel my waar ek nou is, 
ek gaan definitief luister, as hy vir my sê, man, ek geloof, dit is wat God sê vir die toekomst, hmm. dan gaan ek definitief na hom luister, want, want jy, jy verstaan my, hmm. en ek denk, ja. dit, is die, dit is die wonder van die Bijbel, en van ons boodskap, en dit wat ons op aarde kan doen, so, hmm. ons moet die ding embrace, en met dit hart loop. This insert was brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.